Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Shereko, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Shereko. On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, this is Susan Shereko. Welcome. Tracy Smith joins us from North Carolina today. She began to write her book, Little Bits of Buford, Overcoming Sadness by Finding Bits of Beauty in Everyday Life, three weeks after her father passed away. She'd been thinking of writing while he was sick, but later that voice became louder and the process became a way of overcoming her sadness. Please wave your hands to welcome Tracy Smith. Hello, Tracy. Welcome. Hello. Great to be here. It's great to have you. Tracy, you're not a full-time writer. What what kind of work have you done? Well, in the past, uh, I've done several types of things. I've uh right now I'm actually a music director at my church. Uh so I, I'm I've always been into the music, but one of the things that I've done for almost 32 years was uh, a nail tech, manicurist uh, and in my dad's mm-hmm. barbershop, so he and I worked together. So uh, that oh, what fun just, that would be! Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a good time. I met a lot of good friends through that. So, and then uh, you also you you have some part time activities aside from work as well, right? Oh yes, I mean I love I love writing. Uh, I love art. Uh, you know, when it comes to my hobbies, it's like right now I'm actually uh, doing some things and uh, doing some art and actually going out to my far- the farmer's market locally. Uh, I enjoy gardening and that type of thing. And uh, okay. I just I just like to do a lot of different things. It keeps me from getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you begin have... to write? Well, I have actually, I, I just want to say that I, Always, really, in a way, you know, but when it comes to, like, literally being um, a writer as in an author, you know, this book is what began that. Uh, However, the process of writing was such a healing thing that, uh, and I knew that because when I was a teenager, uh, I would get, if something was going on in my life, and you know how it is when you're a teenager, a lot of things go on, and so I allowed myself just to write down whatever was bothering me, and I allowed myself to uh, write um, anything I wanted, and I could use any language I wanted and do whatever. You know, I would write it down. I would get it out of my system, and then I would either tear up the letter or burn it or throw it away, and I did not realize uh, then how therapeutic that was. So writing for me is an outlet to release some of that stuff that that is within. And that's that I remember being told that that was a good thing to do when I was little. I don't know that I practiced it on a regular basis, but the idea that you would get let all your anger out and then destroy it before anybody had a chance to see what you had. Yeah, written. yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want anybody to see that. So, but now <laughs> it's different now. You know, uh, 
But, you know, it still works in that way, too, because I, sure. I feel that way with my art as well. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an outlet. It's, it's a way to release uh, the stuff that's inside because people bottle up so much. And, uh, you know, you, you have to let some of that go. Maybe we should get more young people to do that and get some of that anger out. Maybe it would help. (laughs) It it just might, honestly, because um, I didn't even realize uh, how therapeutic it was when I was a teenager, but I now know, like what you had mentioned, that they say that you should do that. And so uh, it's just something that works for me. And and, uh, I hope that, you know, that someone else listening uh, might, use that same technique and just be able to let go of some stuff because mm-hmm. um, it's just a way of letting go. Uh, what is what is the book about? <clears throat> well, uh, you know, as I, as I was going through this and the words kept coming to me, write a book, write a book, write a book, and I'm thinking, okay, well, it was right when my dad was in the hospital and and my hopes had been that it would be that I'd be writing about, um, you know, maybe he saw a piece of heaven and he would come back and tell me and I could write about it. Of course, that was not the case. So, uh, but, um, you know, as I am as I mentioned, it was a, a way of releasing uh, what was in within me. But I also, as I was doing it, whatever I did, it helped me, but my goal was to be able to help other people as well. And the things that came uh, to me, you know, it, it just it was just a release for me. And my overall hope is that it helps everybody because um, we all go through stuff. It doesn't, and the book is not just for someone who has <clears throat> lost a loved one. It's for anybody that's going through a tough time. And my goodness, the world has been going through a tough time, <laughs> you know. and. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just got to thinking uh, recently about, you know, this did come out at the end of 2017. It took me a year to write it and then a a year to get it into, um, you know, into book form. But, uh, you know, then came 2020. So Uh, timing (laughs) is everything, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So. How's the book laid out? Excuse me? How is the book laid out? Well, I have it. Uh, my chapters are like um, for the month. Because mm-hmm. my in in the beginning, what I wanted to do was have 365 entries, so that you could have a little daily read. It's a really simple, easy read, and I wanted it to be like that. Uh, however, I did not get quite 365 entries <laughs> that year mm-hmm. because. You know, although I was writing and it was helpful, I was also going through it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did not get quite uh, 365, but but so I, it's almost a way of journaling. But when um, I wrote, you know, I wrote as if I were speaking directly to you uh, because after doing nails, uh, as being a manicurist for almost 32 years, my customers would come in, you know, and we talk across the table, you know, regularly, and you really get to know someone. And so, you know, it's as if I'm speaking to my client or to you or 
whoever it is. That's kind of how I wanted it to be. And I was excited when uh, a friend said, I read your book, and she said, it's it's like you were talking to me. I said, well, good, because that's really how I wanted it to feel, you know, like we're just sitting across from the table talking to each other. Having a cup of coffee or tea. That's right. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Right. So how would you come up with the title? Little Bits of Buford. Yes, yes. Uh, Well, my dad, uh, who was the barber in the room next to me, he, um, he, uh, when he was younger, was a smaller built guy, and uh, he got the nickname Bits. And so, um, so as I'm writing, uh, I was trying to decide, you know, what name would fit. And, And I come up with some different ones, but I thought, this is it, you know, Little Bits of Buford. So, uh, and because, uh, you know, I say a lot about him because uh, the overall thing is the fact of how one person can really have a great effect on the whole world. And so, but but by looking at the little bits of good things around you, then you are able to see good uh, even through all this, the negative stuff. That we all have to go through from time to time. Was this a challenging book? Did you have a hard time writing it? No, I did not. I did not have a hard. The only hard time I had was I cried through a lot of it in that way, emotionally, because Mm -hmm. it's very touching to me, you know. And I know not long ago I picked it up. I thought I need to read over this some more. And then it's interesting to me that, when I pick it up and read it again, I'll, it'll bring a tear to my eye. Really, because you know, you know um, it's the the heart that was put into it. Um, you know, it is truly a a piece of my heart and soul there. Uh, so, and I get a little teary eyed even as I'm now <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did your family react to it? Oh, they're very positive about it. Yeah, they they have been, and they supported me through it, and. You know, it's it's just um, just a way of, like I said, reaching uh, others who are going through tough times. And uh, I hope that people pick it up from, you know, every now and then and say, like, I, I just need to have a pick-me-up. And I hope that something in it would just trigger that for mm-hmm. each person who reads it. Now, now, you said it came out just as we were going into the pandemic in 2020. Well, no, it, it came out actually in 2017, a couple of years just before 2020. Mm-hmm. The end of 2017 is when uh, it first came out. But, uh, I mean, uh, like I said, it was just where the world is in a big change and a big whirlwind. And uh, it is, a, I think, a good thing to look at and to read uh, to just get your mind off of what's going on in the world and, you know, like on social media and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. to take a look at what's right here in nature that the Lord has placed right in front of us, right in front of our very eyes, it's, right. going outside, you know, and just like as we're sitting here, I'm looking out my window and a hummingbird just came and, um, uh. <laughs> there. So it's, you know, it's just the little things that really can make you happy. And, uh, um, the, um, 
like I said, the world is just overcome with so much, and it's just time to take a look at the the good stuff that's right in front of us. The little things that are right in front of us, absolutely. So where yes. is it available? You can get it on Amazon. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the easiest, thing, you know, and uh, that's, I think everybody knows for Amazon. And, uh, so it's real easy to get it there, little bits of Buford. So. And is it available in different formats? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. It sure is. You can get it Kindle and paperback and hardback. Wonderful. You didn't do an audio book, right? I did not. Uh, not as of yet. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I always, you know, I've been a big proponent of, I, although I myself have not done an audio book yet on my own book, but mm-hmm. as I, you know, it's like leaving money on the table because there are so many people who don't read, but they do listen. They go for a walk and they have their ear pods in or they turn on their, you know, put a, a tape in the, you know, in the dashboard and listen while they're driving. And it's sort right. of about, you know, when they're exercising, it's just, you know, there are so many people who do that that it, I keep thinking I must do that one of these days. It would be worth it's it to a, do it. Yeah, so. it's a really good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I have thought about yeah. doing uh, the um, home book and mm-hmm. put each one on YouTube, that type of thing. Uh, I just have not done it yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the up until now you haven't done it? That's right. That's right. We all yeah. have the chance to do it. So has the book done well? Well, it it could do much better, mainly because I have not promoted it like I should, and this is hopefully the beginning of something good. And, um, you know, I've worked three part-time jobs in the past and just finished up with my nail business at the end of May, uh, so sort of retired from that. And so I'm, I've got a little bit more time, a little bit more time <laughs> right now to do mm-hmm. uh, things like this. And uh, I, you know, it, finding the time to do it has been a big, big thing. And, of course, uh, you know, it's um, just finding that and the time and the money to do the things that I need to do, you know, always is a factor. It always factors in. So, but hopefully, yes, like yes, I said, this is the beginning. But there are things. Yeah, there are things you can do that don't necessarily cost a great deal of money. I mean, um, you can do big book signings where you're making an investment, but you can also do local book signings that you don't have to uh, right. to pay for. You can get into the bookstores and, and have right. them carry the book. And and I bet you you can take them to the farmer's market, too. Oh, I actually have. That's one of the reasons it's like I contacted you because it's like, well, you know, I, I've sold quite a few at the farmer's mm-hmm. market and so it's like well maybe you know i should really work into this and uh do some uh, more local stuff but i have done I, going back i have done some local uh book signings which has mm-hmm. did pretty good you know uh and that always you know makes it a little bit better uh again the uh, I, I'm, I have a little bit more time right now than i did uh, when it first came out, but you know, I I was determined to get it writ to get it written in, in book mm-hmm. form, and I did that part. So now, maybe this is the time for me to be able to um, get out and really, you know, promote it. It really, I mean, it is important. I I just did a a podcast with 
um, an, a gentleman who is a he's actually a coach for authors and his uh, you know I he's, he is a best-selling author and so I was talking with him about what authors could do to improve the results they're getting because I, I think that's the they're disappointed when they go to all that work and then they don't see anything maybe and right. so he talked about all the extra activities that are involved in terms of developing an audience um, getting people to know what you do you know uh, one of the big ones was having a blog which you can do from home you know it's right. you did little bits and you could carry that same feeling of little bits into a short blog that you do not every yeah. day maybe but once a week and that yes. develops a relationship with your audience where they want to find out about your book. They want to find right. out if you're right. going to do another book. You know, they get some they get some healing yeah. and some, you know, some spiritual uplift from hearing from you. Right, and right. So it's that kind of thing that we often overlook. Um, yes. I don't do. I used to do my blog all the time, but I have pulled way back on that because I'm really focused on the podcast. But it is. It's amazing that we don't realize that 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 building that audience relationship is key, uh, especially if you yeah. want to write another book. If you're motivated right. to do more of that, you know. Yes. So, have you, actually, did you get any? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. So I've actually kind of started on another one, and I've, I have had others say, "Well, are you going to write another one?" And it's like, well, I, I I'm kind of writing, but to, until I get this one up and Running well, you know. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I want to, I want to figure out, you know, how to get this done well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's a process. I you, sh- I, I should invite you to. I haven't got it posted yet, but to listen to uh, the his podcast because you know with me because it is a yeah. he gives a lot of really good information that we can all use. Um, his name is Derek Dotker. D O E P K E R, and he he gave some really good insights about authors and how we how we as a group you know make some progress. Did you get any reviews? I have gotten some reviews, yes, and they they've been pretty positive, which is good. Thanks, mm-hmm. Lord. So uh, I'm glad, grateful for that. So very happy to to hear those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned art a couple of times, Tracy. Are you a, yeah. you are an artist as well as an author? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tell I us am. about that. Do, well, uh, well, locally, the things that have been selling are you know have to do with nature and and uh, I love to paint and draw. Uh, I think that the thing that is my my greatest um, I, I can't say accomplishment. I wouldn't say accomplishment. I'm not even sure what the word would be, but Gift, I guess, would be the word, is a prophetic art. Uh, I years ago, um, I well, I've always loved art. As a matter of fact, I took commercial art right out of high school, and uh, you know, I felt like I was on the right path. However, it's like that I wanted to be more creative. I wanted to be more on the creative end, and uh, so I. You know, throughout the years I've drawn and everything, but uh, I think it was around 1998-ish, somewhere right around mm-hmm. in there. Uh, we'll say it like this. It's when the phone was connected to the wall. <laughs> oh, <You> okay. Know, <laughs> when, when I was talking on the phone, 
with someone, you know, I was sitting there talking and I was scribbling. And as I was talking and scribbling, I, I was thinking to myself, I thought, it sounds like there's just an energy that makes me feel like I need to draw. And so uh, when I got off the phone, I did just I sat there and I just allowed myself the energy within me to just scribble and draw, and it turned into a picture. And quite honestly, it scared me a little bit at first, uh, you know, but um, then I realized, you know, uh, at that time I was uh, especially close uh, to the Lord at that time and still am. Uh, and w- one day when I was speaking to a friend who she runs a local coffee shop and I was talking to her about it because uh, I was placing some of my art into her uh, shop and she said oh you do prophetic art and I'm like that's what it is you know it's where I just allowed Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit to work through me and kind of like I think the closest thing I can that makes me think of what I do is uh, there's a quote that Mother Teresa says it's like I'm just a writing pencil in the hand of God and literally that's all I am that's I'm just an instrument through which he works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then when I draw, and I do it most, mostly in pencil because you, the detail just comes out there. But um, when I'm doing that, I never know what's going to come out on paper. I, ne- I, I never know what the picture will be. In my mind, mm-hmm. I can be focusing on something. I, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example, and, and I have this example in my book, uh, I talk about this. It's called Mother Mother Wisdom. Uh, is the name of the picture. Well, uh, the reason I call it that. Let me go back. I should have not told you the name of it quite yet, but I had told my mom <laughs> about uh, you know the art that I do, and she understood because I'm her daughter. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's not me. You know, it's it's not me. It's just me being an instrument. And so uh, I said, but I'm going to focus on you, and I'm going to draw you a picture. And and uh, so I did that, and I was focusing on, you know, mom, mother. And I was drawing on a very large paper, like 18 by 24, and this beautiful face comes through. And, uh, I mean, and there's like a halo behind her, and uh, she's very beautiful. And... And, and there's lines coming from her eyes and from her mouth. And um, I'm like, who is this, you know? And uh, so, and then as I, as I drew, you know, it actually, my hand kept going off the paper, which made me realize I needed to go to the next piece of paper. Although on my right, on my drawing pad, it was still connected. I knew that eventually when I tore those apart, they would connect and they did. But um, anyway, as I was trying to think, who is that? It's like, is that Mother Mary or who is she, you know? And I thought about that for a long time and I prayed about it. And then one morning, uh, you know, it came to me, it's Mother Wisdom. Because I was thinking of my mother, but I knew, I knew that's what it was to be called, was Mother Wisdom. And I did not realize that at that time that in the scripture that wisdom is referred to as she. Uh, so, mm. um, and then I found that out afterwards. So, you know, it's just that's how how 
it works. It all works together. Everything that I do is kind of intertwined with each other, you know, with the, uh, when I, when I write, uh, I allow the Lord to lead me. And when I draw, I, I allow that. And, uh, now I can, I'll say this, Tracy, just Tracy, she can draw mm-hmm. some, you know, uh, and paint some. And I have my own style. I don't do illustration art. I mean, I can a little bit, but I'm not the best at that. It's more like everything I do is more loose. And, um, when it comes to just what I do, but to me, that is just, uh, a very, um, unique thing. And, and I, I would like for people to understand truly when they see it, because it's very different. It's very different mm-hmm. when you see mm-hmm. it. It's like, what is that? And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, it amazes me to see what comes mm-hmm. out. Comes out because it wasn't what you were consciously going for at that yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. And are you are you open to speaking publicly about your yes. your book and about also about your art? Yes. Yes, I okay. am. Because I could as I'm sitting here I'm I'm picturing you doing uh presentations or demonstrations of your mm-hmm. your art form and with your pictures there and your copies of your book there so that you can sign them and you can talk about your art and and share thoughts and inspire yes. people because it sounds, yes. you know, there's, it sounds as if there's a great deal of inspiration to be had for people. Yes. So that, uh, what a wonderful opportunity to to yeah. get out there uh, by just doing, you know, going to schools or going to churches or going wherever, uh, libraries, right. and yes. doing those kind of presentations. You know, really, right. really could be very yes. powerful for people. Yes. Well, and I will say, too, let me just say this much. You know, even like when I said I used to write mm-hmm. uh, when I was a teenager. When I draw, when I do my spirit-led, my Holy Spirit-led art, when I do that, it is such a relief that, like, when I'm drawing, I I actually almost doze sometimes because mm-hmm. I get so wow. relaxed. So it's very, very, again, a therapeutic way of, just letting things go. Do you think that anyone could do this kind of art? Is it something they could learn or learn how to let go you and know, allow the Holy Spirit to come through? I kind of think that people probably could. You know, I, I don't I don't know, but I personally, if you allow that to happen, you know, it, it may good. I don't know. So, I don't either. I don't either. I was listening to a televangelist this morning, and mm-hmm. his his sermon was on the Holy Spirit and coming, you know, allowing the Holy allowing the Holy Spirit to come through. That you know, right. if you've been baptized, the whole you have the Holy Spirit, but we don't always activate it. We don't always say, "Come and you know, show me what to do." And right. perhaps there's right. a lesson to be learned there. How the whole one of the ways that the Holy Spirit communicates. Is through art. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I learn. Well, I learn from the art that I do from the spirit art because mm-hmm. uh, in it, uh, I will say this. Like I did a piece um, for a girl one time, and she's like, "Well, you did. You drew the um, the Lutheran symbol." And I said, "I did because I mean I didn't know that." <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is in it, the other people see something that I don't see. 
So there is, you know, a message for others in it, and they'll see something different that even even that I see. And but when I mm-hmm. when when she said that, I thought, well, let me look into Lutheran symbolism. Let me see what's, you know, what what is some of the symbolism in Christianity and that that type of thing. And then, you know, then I've I've learned all kind of things of like sacred geometry, those types of things. It's just mm. um, mm-hmm. it's led me to uh, just the makeup of the world and. Uh, how awesome it is. So it, it is awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. What a wonderful gift and what a wonderful tra- teaching tool for you as well as the people who come in contact with it. Yeah. So I'd like I, to thank I like you. you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Tracy, for, for sharing your story and your book and your your artwork. I mean, I just it just is very inspiring. I want to remind our listeners that we've been speaking with Tracy Smith about her book, Little Bits of Buford, Overcoming Sadness by Finding Bits of Beauty in Everyday Life, which is available on Amazon. I think it's also on Books a Million. And maybe Tracy will either write another book or she'll put her artwork in a book so everyone can be inspired by that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so thanks for sharing your story with us, Tracy. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. Let's bring this episode in for a close now. May you have a great day and may the word be with you. Bye for now. Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverruins.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shereko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, sharing the journeys of those affected by sudden and great loss and what they did to heal, rebuild, and where they are now.